going to let the cat out of the bag a little bit early. Uh, we are, uh, we, we, we missed a week because I decided to record a podcast episode on the road and we were missing half of the audio. Yeah. And can I just say that uh, it was my half of the audio. Yeah. And you will, you will be hearing from my lawyer. Listen, it was an accident. I swear. Please don't come for my kneecaps, man. Hey, you know how we deal with things down this side. <laughs> straight. Um, but no, I we fully intended to have a podcast episode up while I was recorded uh, while I was out at Dragon Con. But alas, um, there were some snafus in the recording process. So here we are. I've missed you guys. Yeah, I, I tell you what, I uh, I'm really hoping that absence has made the heart grow fonder, and you come back in your droves. But if you didn't, fuck you. And uh, you know, yeah. I guess you're not listening to that, so I'm just shadow boxing. But yeah. really, seriously, if you don't come back, then what are you doing? I mean, this is quality. We've upped the quality. Hopefully, uh, hopefully. Um... But no, we're we're trying to improve, always improve things and make things better. And the last podcast, um, I know I was in no place to be recording a podcast. Uh, I don't think you were either. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd had a pretty rough night the night before. I, I, I was completely cold turkey for that. And maybe it was just the, the universe telling me that I need to like kind of keep on with the 70s rock band approach that I've been given <laughs> to this podcast since the beginning. I mean, that's fair. And I was, I still had a day or two left of the con and like, I couldn't bend my knee. It was just, uh, it was kind of a nightmare. Um, but we made it work and we had some really good conversations, which makes me really sad. I think we'll revisit some of those today because we again are sans guest because i'm super on top of my game post convention super on top of it yeah i mean well you've been you you know there's a lot going on on your channel at the moment um Mm -hmm. and you know you're not the only one out there you know past gas uh past gas (laughs) audience (laughs) past guest of the podcast adzi i'm sorry adzi um (laughs) past guest (laughs) (laughs) Best guess. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you can't keep it together now, can you? No. <laughs> um. Oh shit. Okay. No. No. This is it. We're going. We were talking about an increase in quality, and I've just like at the first hurdle. <laughs> we're just um, talking about passing gas. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I had a burrito for dinner. What can you say? Um. Uh. No. Yeah, past guest of the podcast, Adzi, he's also got a charity stream as long as you as uh, along with yourself. Yeah. There's loads of people doing some really cool stuff at the moment. And I think that uh, you know, we need to let people carry on with what they're doing as well as coming on to our podcast. Oh, for sure. Well, and since we're since we're on that topic, there's it's so funny because when things happen or they start happening around me and for me, it's like everything happens. But when everything is chill and quiet, it is like 
silent. And it's like, oh, I guess there's nothing going on. Okay, bye, guys. Love you. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm so I'm just I'm looking through a telescope to try and find where my friends are. I know. Just like high school. Oh. <laughs> but uh, it's been it's been good because a lot of good has come out of all of this chaos. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, and hopefully we'll feed into more positive events in the future as well. That's my hope. Mm sure and just to keep the momentum going uh you know we didn't you know obviously to the listener we haven't had the chance to address your subathon and i'll talk about it just very briefly and just say like you know people gave so generously it makes such a difference uh you know for 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 streamers like ginger but it goes to other causes as well, and it's all positive stuff. So please, you know, keep keep on with that spirit because it's really inspiring to see really good stuff. And um, I just, yeah, just keep going, continue, rove on, because I'm behind it all the way. Everyone's been so amazing. I know I can say that <clears throat> it all still feels like a blur. I went back and watched a, probably a three-hour section of the VOD from the subathon. And just the genuine fun to be had and the genuine, the genuine feeling of community. When you see, you know, you see other people do this and people are throwing money just to get attention. And these guys weren't throwing money to get attention. They were throwing money and subs and bits and, and everything to support and have a good time. And, you know, I've met some amazing people here recently and we, we throw around the term hearts and stuff and hearts and stuff is fully the, the the embodiment of of what we want to do we are you know and i also uh, a guy i know uses the term kind violence and that's that's what that was that was kind violence i mean we weren't even eight hours into the subathon and the timer was maxed and people kept giving yeah and it's you know i don't know what you guys do for a living but uh, Sign me up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if there's anything going, uh, yeah, I'd be quite happily to join in. Right. Um, you're putting the stream through a semester of college. Yeah. I mean, the I'm very transparent about money because those of you who haven't been around my channel, you've never seen my channel, you're new. Um, I went through a very rough well, year and nine months at this point. Um, I mean, we all have have had a hard a hard time basically these last two years, but I started the pandemic homeless with negative bank balance and, you know, no warm place to lay my head. And to have turned around so hard and so fast, just it wasn't a 180. Like it was what is it a uh, uh, whatever a Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Indy 900 yeah I mean it 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 literally has just been 
a whirlwind of going up. And I told somebody, I said, you know, this was not my, my lowest rock bottom, but, but that was a rock bottom for me. And like, it was one of those things where I had great people that supported me and helped me and gave me a a couch to crash on or, you know, whatever it was. And to be now at this point where I had a subathon and if I had uncapped my subathon, it would have been 55 hours of, of streaming minimum. And it would have kept going. I know it would have. Eventually it would have ended, which was fine. I'm perfectly, perfectly fine with, with how, how it went. I'm over the fucking moon. Like I, I, I'm still shook, <laughs> but that's, that's enough power wash simulator to revive the hit series home improvement. Yeah. I mean, it, it literally just like, it floored me. And somebody asked me why I was donating money from my subathon earnings to charity. And they were like, I would have kept all that money. And I said, well, because there's so like, it's it's not an insignificant figure, but that the money that I've chosen to take from the subathon and donate to a charitable cause is not an insignificant amount to that charitable cause. Yeah. Like that money in January of 2020 would have helped me out of a really rough situation. I'm at a stable spot. Like I, I may still be living, you know, paycheck to paycheck, but I have more expendable money. And the fact that I'm at a point where I have some expendable money, let me give some of that money to other folks. Let me give it to charity. Let me throw it at a friend's stream because I can't take it with me to the grave. I don't roll around at night in my bed naked in all of my money. Like what am I going to do with it? I'm going to help those who helped me. And if anyone wants to give me money, I'll be happy to take it. I mean, (laughs) no, uh, no, uh, not to undermine that. I think it's wonderful uh, what you've done with that. And, you know, an example to others, really, uh, of how to use your platform in a way that, you know, benefits others. It's a good thing to do. It's a great thing to do. Um, More people should do it. Uh, So hats, hats off to you. Well, and the other thing, too, is somebody was just like, don't shame me because I'm keeping all of my money from my whatever. And I said, I'm not shaming nobody. It's your money. You do what you want with it. This is what I'm choosing to do because it it's what I feel moved to do. Do, do what you want with your money. Like, if you want to light it on fire, light it on fire. That's a dumb choice. Don't light your money on fire. But do what you want with your money. I mean. Yeah. Like don't just because unless unless you're rich, uh, then give me all your money. (laughs) If you're yeah, if you're if you're rich, buy me a Chipotle and then give a larger percentage of your wealth to the children. Yes, I I do uh, I do accept payment in the form of food. 
<laughs> but it's just, you know, I've, I've been very fortunate. So I want to give back and keep, keep pushing forward because I've only got, the only place I have to go is up. Yeah. Like, Absolutely. so coming off the subathon and then going into Dragon Con was such a, a whirlwind. There was literally what, like, was it one day a rest and then you were traveling and that was no duck walk that, uh, that drive across the country, was it? No. So I, I had one day of quote unquote rest where we still did, you know, try to get a little community activity together. And, uh, we watched a phenomenal film, uh, but (laughs) this is now the Miami connection podcast. Yes. Yes. That's all we do is we talk about the Miami connection. Um, (laughs) but fine with me. (laughs) Right. So bad, but so good. Um, but then I, my friend came in, uh, she traveled from out West to the Midwest where I'm at. And then we got up the very next morning and drove the 15 hours or 14 hours to, uh, to Atlanta. And then it was just con a week long con adventure. And that was just a blast and a whirlwind. So I really haven't, haven't stopped. I, I've been going and going and going and going and going and eventually I'll, I'll crash a little bit, but. (laughs) Strike by the iron's hot thing. Yep. Because as, as I understand it, the con, you know, it's, it's, you know, and I'm sure many of our listeners were there or have been to cons before. I've not been to a con before. It's not really necessarily the world I occupy, which is fine. I respect it and, and love what it represents. But, you know, the con is more than just the con, isn't it? And, yeah. you know, it, in the kind of world we're occupying here, you know, with Twitch streamers and things like that, that's almost the con is almost like a networking event for that as well. I yeah, it, it very well, or it very much can be. Like, I met people face-to-face that I'd never met, but they are some of my best friends. I mean, Lila, our very first guest, she and I were inseparable. <clears throat> the first that guest. That entire convention. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, we were... We were inseparable and it was just so much fun, so much chaos. And I met, you know, people that I had associated with, but I hadn't like, we weren't super close. And then they were the folks who were just like, I can't wait to meet you. Oh my God, let's hang out. And I was just like, this is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It really sounded like that kind of, it was uh and you know, uh, if you don't mind me saying, kind of like a substantial end credits to the monster that was the subathon. Yeah. <laughs> if you know what I mean, kind of after yeah. all that and the celebration of the channel for a year, to then go out and meet so many people for the first time and things like that. It's like, you know, part of that celebration as well, almost at that point. Yeah. I mean, because it was. 
it it was one of those things where like meeting Lila. Lila and I sit on FaceTime and Lila and I play games together off stream and and we we talk all the time. But to look up the little hill beside the hotel where uh, her fiance had parked the car and her waving like a goober and me waving back just as equally goofy to watch her walk down the hill and be able to actually hug her. It was so emotional. And she, she tried to stick around for the entire subathon, but I made her go take a nap. <laughs> like I was like, none of you are useful to me as moderators. If you're all just as tired and loopy as I am, get go nap, <laughs> go, go sleep. <laughs> Like, y'all are nuts. But, you know, meeting Lila and Storm and Juju and so many of these people face-to-face when, you know, we're all over the country. It just felt good. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. I'm jealous. I wish I could have been there. Obviously, geography uh you know hell of a factor yeah you know who knows one day maybe i'll go down to atlanta hell yeah uh, you know when i start shitting gold um (laughs) (laughs) which you know uh with how the podcast is going i'm sure it's going to be by next year i mean fucking hope so man (laughs) i'm ready to start making some fucking money man Give me your money. Give me the money. Show me the money. <laughs> we are accepting applications for sponsors. Uh, yeah, you can yeah. email at gingersnaps67business at gmail.com. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, if if you're a, if you make wine, you're a wine manufacturer, then I'll happily sample your wine on air and give a live review just to let you know. Um, and if you. If you dabble yeah. with whiskey or bourbon, uh, I will happily. Yeah. I will happily also do a taste. <laughs> uh. <laughs> uh, we should, we, you know, that would be the dream. Like several whiskey manufacturers give us whiskeys of of stronger oh. of stronger percentages, and we do a drunk hot ones with whiskey. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> that would be amazing! You have no idea how excited I just got. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. In fact, we should just do that anyway. <laughs> yeah. Whiskeys that we can both get. Yeah, yeah. Just like, uh, just uh, they get a little bit more intense as they go up the scale. And uh, drunker questions with even drunker drinks. Oh, my God. I am, I am sold. I am in for that. Uh, and just disclaimer, I'm not advocating uh, alcoholism. No. Uh, but it's hella fun. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I uh, I don't advocate getting so sloshed you can't do anything, but considering our last podcast episode, it was all three of us drinking. I mean, you know. well, we were, still <laughs> able, we, were, we were still able to do stuff. Uh, okay? Exactly. We were, it, we were still doing stuff. I was able to hold a conversation. Yes. Which, you know, fantastic. Uh, shortly after, when the when it 
it stopped rolling. That was when it was clear that we had, uh, well, in mine and Lava's cases, oh. uh, maybe a couple of uh, ooh, a couple of victims. <laughs> you guys were were rough, and like I was off in my kitchen making some food, feeling nice and buzzed, and you two were just giggly bitches. <laughs> yeah, well, you know that's the that's the space I occupy, and I'm ha- you to live in that lane yeah i and i will never deny you that as you say follow your bliss follow your bliss you know let it take you i i, I was wild uh swimming I, I i like to go swimming in wild rivers oh it's a little bit of a hobby of mine and i was um it was a cold day and i went with my girlfriend and she did i just said i just said to her let it take you let it take you as a, as the ferocious current swept me. <laughs> um, let, it take you. let it take you, baby. It'll be fine. I'm not drowning. Yeah, yeah. Let it take you. I was I was fucking. I was so cold, and I got bit to fuck. But I tell you what, it was the. I've been sick lately uh, for the listener, and it was it was like being baptized by wellness again. Nice. I, yeah. So you, the, when we attempted to record uh, a podcast a week ago, you were coming off of a, a very long, long night of drink. My voice sounded like it had been through a wood chipper and we were both just exhausted. Absolutely just fucking exhausted. And then I get a message from you later in the week that you were just sick as a damn dog. And I, I have been very quietly thinking about you being, being sick and wishing there was something I could do knowing full well, there wasn't shit I could do. Yeah. Well, it turns out I had the, what's it? The the norovirus. Oh, Hmm. Which is, you know, uh, I don't know how much the listener wants to engage in this conversation, but uh, basically vomiting every 20 or so minutes. Oh, God. Um, Yeah, didn't get a lot of sleep. This is why after my swim yesterday, I had my first bite of food in four days. Oh. Which... Uh, you know, at my partner's will was an Italian restaurant, mm. which I was <laughs> quite mad about. Um, <laughs> yeah, after after I finished the meal, oh my goodness, I that was it. I was out for fourteen hours of sleep when I got home. Good. Yeah, and and it's uh, to be to be quite honest, only today, uh, from about Wednesday to now, only today. Have I fully recovered? Dang. Yeah, so I'm like back to my I'm back to my old classic bad behavior, which is nice and liberating. Uh, I miss, <laughs> having, miss having my head in the cloud, so to speak. But yeah. actually, actually, you know, when you're that sick, I, I mean, like I was just uh, I'm I'm basically what I've decided to do is I'm not going to drink in the month of October. Oh. Yeah, I'm going to take a month off 
Um, oh. I'm going to eat more whole foods, fruits and vegetables. And I don't like, I don't know if you can hear it in my voice now. Like I'm a little bit more alive, a little bit more alert. Yes. And, uh, you know, I'm just going to hit the ground running and stay on with that, I think. Um, but please, you know, don't worry, those at home. Uh, I will still be giving the same uh, disgustingly cynical takes. <laughs> uh, it's not going to change anything. Um, you know, there's certain pastimes that I won't be giving up that intoxicate you. <laughs> Yeah, uh, so you know, not much, not much change. But yeah, I want to, I want to hit the next month with a bit of a clearer head, and just do something positive with feeling a bit better. Good. And that's when I was at the convention, I was getting flack from people because I was like eating salads for lunch, <laughs> and the the thing is, is I have a food allergy to carrots, so. For me to be able to find in a hotel like market a salad that I could eat and know I wasn't going to die or have some some serious breathing issues, I was all over that salad. And I burned an insane amount of calories while I was down there. But I felt so good eating. I ate like a salad four days in a row and I was so excited and I was so happy. And then I come back and all I've eaten is the leftover snacks from the hotel room. And like I had chicken wings and curly fries yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But I'm, I'm, I'm generally pretty good with diet as a, as a whole. I'm vegetarian. I was gonna say you're a vegetarian, so that that's but no, but no. That's a it's a misnomer though that that's that's healthy because there's so many options around these days for you to like play up and have an absolute, mm. you know, be in a food coma. And I I was going that before I got sick. I was like eating a lot of junk, uh, gaining a little bit of weight. Uh, you know, I'm not a big guy. No, um, you're not. My, you know, I've got, you know, alcohol has given me all the weight I have. Mm. I have absolutely no muscle mass whatsoever. So, no, it's fine. Um, Yeah, so I was starting to look a little bit like uh, either the silhouette of a cartoon duck (laughs) or or, uh, a potato with, um, uh, like... Toothpicks for arms. And legs. <laughs> so I think yeah. like that's going to be the goal for the rest of the year now, um, is to turn this from the Ginger Talks podcast into Journey to Abs with Ginger and Druid. Oh, <laughs> see that's it was so funny because nobody believes me until they actually physically see my legs that I have very muscular legs. They think because I'm. I'm a little bit of the thickness that I'm just a fat blob. Probably not a fat blob, but I mean, you know, I'm 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 just more on the the squishy side. But then when you look at my calves, my thighs, and my ass, it is 
all just muscle. It is just a massive muscle that just is terrifying if I can get you in a leg lock or if I kick you. Yeah. I mean, it's... Yeah, I was about to say, you're like the Bond villain that comes out. You know, the main villain, like, sends you out. He's like, oh, beware, Mr. Bond. Here is Ginger. And then you come out, like, from, like, a concealed compartment and you come out like... And then you, like, jump onto James Bond and try and, like, strangle him with your legs, uh, legs only. Yeah. So... And that's the end of I, Daniel Craig. And that's why Daniel Craig is leaving the James yeah. Bond franchise. Ter- terrified of terrified of these thick thighs. <laughs> or maybe he liked it too much, who knows? I mean, who knows? I was I was hanging out with a buddy and uh we were sitting there and I I put one of his legs in a leg lock. And he tried, you know, joking to to get out of it, and then he really actually started trying. And this guy did two years of Brazil- Brazilian jiu-jitsu. So grappling is what he did. He could not escape my leg lock that I was barely trying to maintain. And I let him do whatever he wanted. Like, go ahead, tickle, probe, prod. I don't I, I don't care hands you've got hands and you've got another leg good luck and he tried for like 30 minutes and could not escape this leg lock and i'm like people don't don't believe me but i'm like i i got them thick thighs that save lives baby like (laughs) a tree a tree can't dance in the wind without a strong trunk hell no man so it's it just it was one of those things (laughs) And, and nobody believes me that like I have this this very very firm muscular butt, and <laughs> I'm like, no, nah, go ahead, poke it. And they're like, Jesus. I'm like, well, what do you what do you want from me? <laughs> I, I can't do anything about it now. <laughs> in, a, in a in a podcast first, I'm literally uh, I'm trying so hard to react to this. <laughs> I don't know what to say. It's just, it's ridiculous. Concrete ass. That's the name. See it, name of the episode. The title of the episode Concrete Ass. I mean, I'll take it. Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, so I did, I walked upwards of 50 miles at the convention. And I only started having issues in the last couple of days with my knee. Um, and I don't know why my niece suddenly started having issues, but I made it the whole, the whole con. The last couple of days I didn't walk as much as far, but I still put in almost 10 miles those days. And, uh, so it has just been like, I love going for walks. I love going running. I miss weight lifting at the gym, but you will not catch me on a treadmill. No, no. Because you're like, always going forward. Yeah, I will. Because <laughs> like, you refuse to stand still. I, I, I do. I refuse. Like, even sitting here recording this podcast, I'm fidgeting with stuff. <laughs> like, any background noise that you've heard in past podcasts is usually me, like, 
typing on my keyboard or playing with something that's on my desk. There was a squeaking sound in one of them. And I was playing with a hair clip. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I wish I could say the same because I, um, you, you know, your knees giving out on the like the final days of Dragon Con. My knees will give out by the end of this recording. (laughs) It's partially because I, you know, because I'm a, I'm very rough and ready. I record the podcast from the edge of my bed, Mm -hmm. uh, you know. So don't get any ideas, listeners. but, oh. um, I, you know, I do sit in an awkward position. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I kind of, I kind of crouch over my microphone in a very unflattering way, and this is just to give you the, you know, the intricate timbres and uh, vibrations of what it's like for me sitting here. But I crouch over, and um, I routinely have to remember to move my leg because I'm getting pins and needles in my toes. Yep. <laughs> And I'm like, Jesus Christ, like, what's happened to you, man? I have... You know, and I've just managed to evaporate any image of me being like a healthy guy. I'm like, I go wild swimming in rivers. And then I'm like, I eat takeout food and I get pins and needles in my feet when I'm recording the podcast. <laughs> well, that's I get uh, I get pins and needles in my legs and my feet when I sit in a normal chair or on a couch for too long. Well, that's because they're getting suffocated by that concrete ass. Exactly. <laughs> it was just it like, is. why? I mean, why do you have that issue? You think? And I said it's because there's blood flow. I'm not getting enough blood flow down to those extremities because my ass is so burp. <laughs> <laughs> the ventricles don't go through concrete. Oh, we're oh god. Siri started listening to me as I was mm-hmm. shouting about my ass. And I was like, oh, I didn't think we had a guest on this uh, podcast. No, it's I, just scary being a creeper. Like, oh, my, my ass, my ass is too firm. I don't understand. <laughs> she does that to me all the time. And it's like, stop it, woman, you're terrifying. Uh, well, it's like when I kept doing the OK Google voice. And yes. then my, phone, my, phone, my phone kept like searching for whatever we were talking about. <laughs> I'm thinking, I love what, it. The, what the fuck? <laughs> Somebody at Google is looking through the the voice records of of the search and it's just like, what the fuck are these people talking about? Done it again. (laughs) Done it again. (laughs) Fuck off. Just just because you did your, okay, Google. (laughs) Okay, Google. (laughs) No, 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 fuck (laughs) off. Uh, Okay, Google. Can you please find me a restaurant that's open that uh, serves salads without carrot, please? Oh my god, I wish. And he's like, beep, beep. Showing restaurants. Showing concrete-ass restaurants. <laughs> beep, beep. I don't understand that. Oh. Well, like, that... Why, why are there always smarmy British people doing the voices for this fucking... I don't understand. I made mine Irish uh, because oh, I right. could. Um... It sounded pretty British because, like, this is the thing that bothers me is all these like computerized voices are British because the rest of the world sees us as fucking butlers. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong, and I hate that you're not wrong. I didn't quite understand that. Would you like me to fetch the canapes? <laughs> boop, boop. <laughs> oh, fuck off. Get out of here, Janet. I didn't ask for you. Hey, Janet. Hey, Janet. 
How about you bip bip fuck off? <laughs> well, that's I. Uh, every time I'm streaming, she'll 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 perk up, and I'm like, "Can we not be creepy right now? That'd be great." <laughs> or uh, She's I didn't quite stuff. understand what "shut the fuck up, you assholes" yeah. means. That or you know or, or no, and I'm like, "Stop it, weirdo." I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I didn't quite understand that. What is a stream, baby? <laughs> she needs her binky. She needs her ice cream, baby. Um, oh, God. We're just evolving into references, and that's fine. Well, you know, if... I know, well, there's a few people that I know that listen to the podcast that aren't familiar with the stream. Uh, they, this would be my contingent, the UK listener. Uh, right. but thank you. Aside from them, I don't give a fuck about your opinions uh, to the to you <laughs> UK listeners. So, uh, but what I'm saying is, like, aside from uh, these guys, um, uh, pretty much everyone's going to get the reference, surely. Yeah, I would uh, hope. I would hope. Uh, and if you've stumbled upon us and you're with us on episode five. And you don't watch the stream. Power to you. Yeah, uh, you are, you are MVP type people, and big preach to you. Yeah, and please write in and tell us how you found about, uh, found out about the podcast because yes. I haven't done that. We don't really promote it on personal uh, profiles and stuff like that. We want to keep it quite yeah. stream orientated. I think for now. Yeah. Well, and can we share the the news that you shared with me during the last recording? Uh, absolutely, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Very happy to announce. And you know, I it feels like almost some celebration needs to be in order for this, really, because it's a milestone I didn't expect to be revealing quite so soon. Me either. Um, is that the podcast has hit one hundred unique listeners across the the platforms that we go out on at the moment. Pew, 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 It's a parade! So, yeah, we'll be able to, like, overthrow this twisted capitalist government within, by the end of the fall. Yeah. And I can't wait. Totally. I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. Sign me up. <laughs> and a new, a new era shall begin. The That's era. Yeah. One shall give his... The richest among us shall give their bits to the lowliest of streams. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Yeah. Are you ginger and druid? Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. I can't wait to can't wait to get recognised in the street, man. Right. I you know, because roll out the fucking the one hundred are here. Mm-hmm. It's. It floors me that we have hit over a hundred unique listeners this quickly because I never expected anything like that. Cause I, there's obviously people from our community. There's people from your, your um, community is yeah. not the right <laughs> word. Uh, my, my circle of people I know, because uh, you know, as we'll reiterate again, I l don't do anything. <laughs> I I was gonna say something else. So circle of people is is nice. Uh, 
What? Oh, no, no. Come on, then. Put your money where your fucking mouth is. <laughs> I was going to call them your bundle of assholes, but... <laughs> what are you going to say? Uh, what? Knoll of assholes? Bundle of assholes. No, 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 no. That's just my ass. <laughs> I'm sure they're unlike... great people, but I don't know them, so... Uh, un- un- unlike you, I've got no ass. I mean, so I have a ex- of mine, but... No, I don't want it because, like, I, I like the way. Oh, well, no, jeans always fall off me. But uh, here's a, you know, a behind-the-scenes look. Uh, an ex-girlfriend of mine once said that my ass was like a parachute that hadn't gone off yet. <laughs> uh, I don't know how to take that. so loud and so high pitched the discord keeps cutting me off (laughs) oh shit (laughs) that's fantastic I've never heard anybody's ass get compared like that but I love (laughs) you know it's just so compact yeah but then like I don't like the um like the connotation, basically, that one day it will stop. <laughs> it will just explode out. Yeah, yeah. You know, and a big Union Jack will fall out of it and like I'll drift slowly down the sky. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. <sighs> but back to uh, uh, celebrating. Um... <laughs> My ass is a celebration. What are you talking about? I mean... Pretty intimate detail I've just shared with all of you there. That's me celebrating the 100. Here's... Here... Imagine my ass. (laughs) I just... I never expected us to hit 100 unique listeners this quickly. Because I don't promote it on my private... uh, my, My personal pages. I occasionally tweet about it. I talk about the podcast during stream and in my discord server, but I don't, I don't promote it out very heavily. I've never bought advertising for it. Like I don't, I don't. Somebody told me I should buy advertising for the podcast. And I'm like, honestly, right now, if it blew up, I don't know what I would do. Yeah, you'd have to pay me. I uh, yeah, and I... <laughs> no, all the money would come to me. I own the domain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I... I'd have to pay <laughs> you, motherfucker. Please, Druid. I just, I just want my cut, just a small cut, yeah. please, just a please, little. Please, Druid. I don't know how I'm gonna make it through this cold, cold winter. <laughs> Too like, real. Oh, Too yeah, fucking I'm like, real. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. No, I mean. Here's the thing. I never do any of this stuff for the money. I know I just did a giant subathon, but and I'm and I'm doing a charity event. I don't do things for the money. I, I do it because I enjoy it. I've I've been talking for years when my ex-wife and I were still together. Uh I talked about doing like a YouTube channel or or doing this or doing that and I never pulled the trigger. And now at this point, 
all it takes is for someone to drop me an idea in a DM. And if I, if I like it, I'm already like, cool. Yeah. We can do it this way and do this and do that, do this, that, yeah. that, blah, blah, blah. And then boom, we, we have something. Yeah. Which is how this started essentially. Well, oh, exactly. I, I love it. And I mean, well, well, for me, for, for me, I mean, the whole thing, it, you know, uh being someone that's not a creator well i guess it, I, I guess i couldn't say that now but as someone that wasn't contributing to the community because i do create things i do stuff mm-hmm. i make things like but um as someone that wasn't you know uh, and like able to actively participate because i'll never do a stream uh despite my interest in you know, for me, it was just, it was a way to give back. For me, it's a way to give back to everyone, you know, not just yourself. But it was obviously, you know, hours of entertainment and your time and our interactions, a way to give back to that, but a way to give back to everyone conversing with me. That was mm-hmm. my idea here. Well, and also the whole idea here is to give others a platform using yeah what the platform that you created and now that we're kind of uh you know steering with this podcast Mm -hmm. and you know the the lack of guest is this week is completely my fault but it also like we said in the in the the last recording that it's almost fitting that we're celebrating a hundred unique listeners back in the way that it, it started I'm I'm all about celebrating little milestones and mm-hmm. 100 unique listeners is just like we hit triple digits and I when you told me that Lila was in the room and she started to cry Yeah it's it's uh, I it's it's more than I ever really expected in a way and that's not to put like what you do down but it's like it's a, you know, and this is why hats off to anyone hearing the sound of my voice now. Yes. Uh, because, like, what what the big gamble is, is, you know, this is, an, this is a completely new platform. Uh, mm-hmm. A new, like, a new way of expressing for both of us. Like, neither of us have done a podcast before. No. And then it's it's kind of a leap of faith to assume that even one person is going to take the leap from one platform to another. Yeah. Uh, And that's why every, you know, within that 100, every single person that has like come from anywhere is like, so like amazing. Uh, I can't celebrate that enough. You know, uh, I can't thank you enough. Every single person uh becomes part of what lets us snowball and keep doing this Mm -hmm. it the first two episodes i want to say i had a lot of nerves because it was you know okay what if nobody listens what if my idea to to help you know promote and and cast a spotlight on these creator friends of mine. What if it 
amounts to nothing. Well, I tried. And I'm still, every time I get ready to spout off the intro that you guys hear every time, my stomach still gets in a little knot. Mm. And I firmly believe, as a creator, if you don't get those butterflies, you don't get those nerves, you don't get get that that little twinge of okay, here we go, then you you're not it's not that you've lost the passion for whatever it is. You've become jaded. So you don't care as much. Well, and, and, you, and you're not you're not uh you know from personal experience here, uh you're you know the moment you feel completely comfortable mm-hmm. with what you're doing, that you're not pushing uh, your creative output in a way yep. that, you know, if you're not challenging yourself mm-hmm. uh, to try and be better every time, then that that's where the magic's lost, I think. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I have yeah. many friends who are actors who are just like, yeah, if, if I'm right before I step out onto the stage or right before they call action, if I'm not at least a little bit nervous, just even if it's something that I've pushed down and I've suppressed for the sake of my character, I know that I've become too complacent. Well, you know, it's the same, you know, with music for me, uh, performance, I can play to, I've I've played to 3000 people. Mm -hmm. And I've played to five people. You know, mm-hmm. and I, I get the same feeling. Well, I mean, for the five people, you, I know when you first started sharing your music with me one on one, you were so nervous. And that tells me that you care as a musician. That tells me that you you care about your craft and your art. I mean, it's, it's such an interesting thing from one creator, creative, whatever to another, we know what we're talking about with those feelings and the, those nerves. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it's interesting because I don't know if the people listening like know that I, I, I am quite active in music. Mm-hmm. And it's not something that I really want to make a big deal of on this because it's really kind of beside the point of the podcast. But like, you know, just for the for this conversation, for the purposes of this conversation, I'm kind of thinking like, well, you know, it's you know, I know what it's like to put something out there and care about that and uh, really. Uh, you know, want to be careful about what you're trying to say and what you're trying to put out there, and the you know, entertaining people and making sure that people feel that they've got the the value of their time for investing in what you're showing them. Mm-hmm. It, it just means a lot to me that that if if I'm going to do something, then I hope that you know people are going to leave that project feeling that their time was well invested 
because that's what entertainment is essentially and because what we're doing here is entertainment Mm -hmm. even if it's you know the background conversation to your commute or uh you know you're cooking cooking dinner and you're listening to us or whatever like that's still your time that's your attention and the fact that you give that to us is is precious to me i'm sure it's the same for you oh yeah Um, i want to make sure that that time that you've invested you leave that experience feeling that it's well spent yeah and that you've come out feeling that you've got the most from whatever has been put out because i know what it's like as a consumer to feel shortchanged by an experience and you know for someone putting stuff out there you that's that's the point it's to enrich someone's time it's to give back yeah i as as someone who's been consuming i mean i some people would say i had a youtube addiction at one point um mm. and i have multiple youtube tabs open on my computer at almost any given time YouTube on my phone is almost always open in the background. I fall asleep listening to YouTube. I wake up and YouTube is still playing. I mean, I that is been that has been my like crutch for sound for a long time. But I also know when to shut it off. But watching YouTube creators as long as I have, I see. I've seen them fizzle and burn out. I've seen them not know what to do next and then disappear. I've seen I've seen them be truly grateful for whatever views and attentions they they get. And I mm-hmm. also know that anybody starting out on something it's the unless you're a narcissist who thinks that you're going to excel at every single thing, every single time there's that fear. And I mean, my brother's band just did their album release party while I was in Atlanta and I've watched his Spotify, his band Spotify jump from three monthly listeners to 22. And that swelling of pride, knowing how much work was put into that album, not just by my brother, but by everybody else in the band, Mm -hmm. that, that for me, I'm like, no, I will play that on, Uh, you know, I'll, I'll put it on, I'll listen to it. But I also know when someone is kind of selling out or they're not feeling it and the amount of useless YouTube videos I've seen where it's like, you are just. Yeah. Cookie cuttering, carbon copying. You're not into it. You don't care. So why should I? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, again, uh, sorry to bring it back to my experiences, but I've been in the position where I'm in a project where I'm not interested in what I'm doing anymore. Mm-hmm. And uh, you're kind of like, you're holding on to that. A moment of inspiration for longer than it exists yeah and it's just and and this is you know i have things that could have gone further than they did but i wasn't feeling them 
and yeah. I knew when to bow out for, for me. Um, and to have carried on in an environment where I was doing things to please others rather than get that feeling of, you know, creativity for myself. Mm-hmm. You know, that's horrible. It's not worth doing. No. And I I work with so many entertainers now that I, I had a, a phenomenal entertainer with or phenomenal <clears throat> dinner with an entertainer, Steve, who <laughs> passed up many opportunities. Yeah. That, you know, were more money or, you know, he would be working for a bigger name, but he passed on them. And that ended up leading him to even greater success. Yeah. You've got to do what's right for you at the end of the day. Because, you know, people can smell a fraud a mile off. Well, in some cases, people can smell a fraud a mile off. You know, uh, this is the thing I don't understand. Is that, you know, when you've, you've got, like, these kind of two realms of, like, independent creativity... And then you've got kind of corporate creativity. Mm-hmm. And what I think is so strange is that in like kind of smaller communities and smaller realms of creativity, people can sniff out a rat like that. Mm-hmm. And it's, it can be the death knell of your career or whatever. But then like it gets to those higher echelons and there's this kind of weird phenomena that happens where the people will eat it up. <laughs> It's right. so it's so strange <clears throat> that kind of it's it's so duplicitous. It's very it's very strange. Yeah, and it being an entertainer, a creator, whatever <clears throat> whatever you choose to identify as, it's not easy because unless you're a narcissist, you you can be full of self-doubt and you become your own worst enemy. And if you aren't surrounded by truly uplifting folks. Oh, and folks, and folks that will be honest with you. Yes. You will just crash and fucking burn. Yeah. And that's like, those of you who don't, We don't hang out in my stream. I wrote a script. So January of 2021, <laughs> I wrote a script. It's only 11 pages long. It's something very short. And I pumped it out in like six hours. But I was super proud that I did this. The very next day, I got a concussion at my day job. And I have been terrified to really touch this script ever since. But... The people, some of the people I have sent it to have given me phenomenal feedback and were very honest. Some people have just been like, oh, yeah, it's good. And then other people are just like, oh, yeah, it's a thing. Do something with it. And I'm like, no, I want someone who's going to go, no, this is shit. This is shit. You need to completely rework this. This doesn't make sense. And like, I can have a room full of yes men. But as soon as I step out of that room full of yes men, what I'm holding in my hand could be dog shit. Yeah. (laughs) Like, (laughs) 
And that's why I appreciate a lot of the people in my community because I don't have a whole lot of yes men. Um, I have a lot of people who are like, if you want to go for it, go for it. But like, do, yeah, and, do and you, you boo boo. But... This, this applies to, to what we're doing here as well. If you think there's anything that doesn't work here, we'd love to hear how to make this better. I, yes. I personally would love to hear it because everybody thinks their shit don't stink and I don't care what you say. Like, I, you know, I'm something of a modest person uh, generally. Like, I don't think that I do anything spectacular, but when you do something, you don't necessarily, you know, it, you don't necessarily see the flaws mm-hmm. in what you've created in a way that another perspective can. So if anyone has like any insight, uh, please tell me. Please tell yeah. us. It's and you've got the people who think their shit don't stink, or you've got people who are so overly critical that they they criticize every single thing that they've put out, so they never actually put anything out completely. Well, oh no. Well, you're attacking me there, really. Oh no, I'm attacking myself. Yeah, because I'm so guilty of that. Like, I mean, I had a I had a solo EP recorded for a couple of years that no one has ever heard, mm-hmm. and probably will never hear because it's so old at this point. It doesn't relate, but if anything that this podcast kind of helps show like like just do it do the thing put it out yeah i literally sent you an a message what when i woke up at like 11 o'clock because i stayed up way too late last night and i was just like hey i'm down to record if you are uh i don't have a guest so let's try this again and then <laughs> like we did what we needed to do throughout our days. And then we sat down to record and I'm like, somehow I have been able to spin gold out of like winging it, flying by the seat of my pants and cultivating something really cool. And everybody says it's because of me and I firmly disagree, but that's, that's the, that's the part of me that's like, no, everything can always improve. Everything can always be better. Never, never stop working, never stop improving. But I also know that I have a big, a big part to play because I've got my Twitch community, which y'all know who you are and y'all know that I love your faces. And just it, it's so it's so weird because you know something i've been wanting to do for over a decade i'm finally doing it and i'm finally finding some success and some luck with it and i look at number like i look at analytics i'm a big analytics person and i look at my analytics and there is no way that i should be as successful as i am financially emotionally whatever there is no way, <laughs> but I am. And so I am thankful every day for it. So when something goes wrong on stream or I fuck up a podcast recording or, <laughs> or yeah. I, 
I kick myself a little bit, but then I also am at this point where I'm like, shit happens. Well, I'm going to say we we're both on better footing than the last recording. Oh yes. Uh, so you you know, listener who missed out last week, you're you're getting a better product. Yes, but kind of changing gears a little bit. I mean, I I will talk a little bit about the the charity drive that I've been doing for the last couple of days. That'll end probably the day this comes out. At least I'll stop being super public about it. But I am the Trevor Project, not the Trevor Project. Um, to write love in her arms who I did that drive for in December, they reached out to me and were like, Hey, we love what you did. And you shared your story and your struggles with depression and and all that kind of stuff. Would you want to be involved in world suicide prevention day, which was on the 10th. And I said, of course, not looking at when the subathon was, when dragon con was, when everything was. And so I have, I've been going nonstop. Like I was planning my subathon and this charity drive at the exact same time. And so for me, it's been just kind of a wild journey because I've met other creators and I've met other folks who are just phenomenal people who all share the same kind of mental health focused drive and yeah. um, it's, some, it's something that I think everyone struggles with in their lives mm-hmm. and until now until the current kind of epoch the current moment in time we're only just starting to really talk about it. yeah I mean it's it's one of those things for me where I'm very open and honest about my struggles with my mental health and getting to the point where I'm at now has been many, many, many years. And I'm not perfect. I I mean, I still have my bad, my bad days and I figure out ways to get around it and, and push through it and move on. But there are people who have lost that fight. And so, Um, yeah. I mean, there's a member of my community who lost that fight and was saved and brought back. Uh, and yeah, and I'll I'll be really open right now and say that I've been in that position myself. I uh, yeah. So yeah, uh, and that's not to put the spotlight on me. That's just to say, like, it doesn't matter how what your perception of someone is. The stuff going on under the surface which is why causes like this are so important i mean um, to, yeah to be very trans- transparent friday was a very bad mental health day for me but i did i i, I pulled from my my tool bag of of tricks and things that i needed to do to feel feel like I could get back to normal and I struggled with it yesterday you know rolling out of bed to get up to to get food and take care of myself and I did everything that I would normally do to get to that point and 
you know, I, I worked through it and I powered through it. So raising money for to write love on our arms is is something that they reached out to me and said, yeah, would you do this? And I said, yeah. yes, without hesitation. Which is amazing because they've been a name in that field so many years and such a visible name in that field. Yeah. Because uh, I, I remember to write love on her when we were in the MySpace days. Yeah. You know, that. It, so, you know, it's this isn't small potatoes in the. No. And and the reason I'm saying that isn't a flex. What the reason I'm saying that is, uh, and I urge people, because uh, you've said that the money, the you know, the link is going to be up there for the rest of the month. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you donate during the streams. It doesn't matter if you donate, um, you know, today or tomorrow. That link's going to be up there for the month. But just know mm-hmm. that that money is going to go to towards making some actual tangible positive change yeah i mean they sent me a media kit (laughs) first time i'd ever received a media kit and i was just like what the actual fuck is this yeah yeah media kits suck by the way (laughs) i mean unless it's for something nice like this but uh corporate media kits are terrifying yeah but i mean they there's a a group a discord that is very you know, I'm I'm in a Discord group that we're all kind of raising money together, and we've been very lucky to have direct contacts with, um, with folks that work directly with Try Love on Our Arms, and asking questions and sharing our stories and banding together as this motley crew of streamers and and content creators and it's it's one of those things where you know some people have only been able to raise a dollar some people are you know five hundred dollars i know my goal is five hundred dollars and we're almost halfway there and today and tomorrow so Sunday the 12th and Monday the 13th. You guys will probably be listening to this on the 13th or after. But that's that's when I'm ending my big public push. But the link will still be there. It will still be active until the end of the month. And the money that I'm planning on donating from my subathon is going to this cause because I know people whose lives have been saved by this organization. I know the organization was not like I had heard of it and I knew of it, but I was never one to take advantage of their services. And I wish I had had. And I have a a command in my chat that I don't use very often, but it's there exclamation point help. And it gives you, I found a list of, suicide hotlines for the majority of the countries in the world. It's like an 18 page document that no matter what country you're in or where you're at, if you need help, there are resources. And I will never shy away from, from that. I, I want, 
I want folks to know that there's there's a future. I mean, yeah. Bad Flower put out a, a song, and at the very beginning, there's a quote. And suicide doesn't end the possibility of life getting worse. It eliminates the possibility of it ever getting any better. Uh, 100% correct. That is a sticky note that sits on my desktop on my PC. And I look at that all the time. Well, you know, um, it's it's 100% true. And when you, you know, talking from personal experience, um, when you, and, and always reach for help and mm-hmm. know that talking about your problems in the right way does alleviate a lot of those things uh, that make you think that things aren't worth carrying on. Mm-hmm. Um, but as someone that has been through the process and has survived it, I'll say this now, uh, that the first thing you think when you wake up is work. And that's, you know, it's a hell of a powerful feeling to think, thank God it didn't work. Thank God that you uh, are able to experience all the wonderful things that life can give you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and please, you know, if you are at home and you struggle with these problems, you know, take advantage of what help is out there. And yes. know that, you know, you know, we're a small enough community now that know that we could, we can respond to you. Yeah. And Either of us. If if i don't uh, there's there's many people in the community that will say um we we will do what we can to help you we're not trained professionals but we are not even though we're not trained professionals we can be an ear we can be a shoulder to cry on. We we can steer you in the right direction. Yeah, so never... Like, yeah, from people that have been there. You know what I mean? Like, that's so important to remember. You know, you're not alone. Mm-hmm. I'm so sorry to cut you off there. Please carry on. Oh, no, you're fine. I, I just know that... Um, we we love and and support our community and we we love and support the people that are that are around and i've had strangers reach out to me i mean i had i have an experience where i saved someone from ending their own life because i gave them a smile I told them, you know, to to keep up hope. And then I called the authorities. Mm -hmm. Like, and then afterwards, I called my mom. Freaked out and terrified. And she stayed on the phone with me for six hours until my work relief came in. And I... I am very, very, very happy that that I was able to do that because this person came back to me and thanked me. Yeah. And this is someone who I didn't know. This is someone who 
I had seen only a couple times before, just out and about. And he said something that didn't settle right. And when you hear something like that, you take it, it, it carries with you. It, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't go away. I mean, I have the memory of, of it very distinctly mm-hmm. and I'm not patting myself on the back, but I, I saved a life. And that's something that sits with you. And that's something that you hold, you can hold on to. I mean, I held on to it. I hold on to it constantly because that means I've done something good. And so for me to be able to keep doing good by raising money for a cause that, that Mm. fucking matters, like throwing money at me. Yeah. Big preach throwing money at the stream so I can continue to improve and I can keep doing it. Big preach. Don't get me wrong, but being able to turn around and throw that money back towards something substantial and something good. That is something that I never thought I'd be able to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 A hundred percent. And then like through that, you realize like, you know, you learn the value of life and, you know, Mm -hmm. you think about others and you think about like how sad you'd be to lose others. Mm-hmm. Apply that, you know, you need to learn to apply that to yourself, guys. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, you know, you need to learn to love yourself and value yourself like you value those that give you the most joy. Mm-hmm. Because if you're not there in yourself, you can't appreciate those moments. Yep. And so please, you know. Something's bugging you. Reach out. Yes. The, on, that note, on that note, I think we should change tack a little bit. Okay. And and be a little bit chaotic. I'm, I'm knew, here for it. I know that we weren't going to do this uh, on the on the last time, but I think we should do some listener questions. Uh, oh no! Okay. <laughs> Is there anything in the bag in the guest questions section? Um, because now we've we you know we've spoken about that. Let's give let's give back. Let's give some joy. Let's give some chaos. So uh, we've got one from Derp House. Uh, what is your favorite bad joke to make everyone else groan? Oh, God. Uh, I'll let you go first. So my go-to, and I do it to people all the time just to mess with them, is uh, the, the, the beginning is, is different depending on the group or the circumstance, but the punch is always the same. But the most common version of this joke is, uh, did you hear about the Boy Scout camping trip? I didn't hear about the Boy Scout camping trip. I mean, you should have, because it was pretty intense. 
I heard the audible like groan. Oh shit. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Did it? I'm not sure about that one. <laughs> it's just dad jokes. Every dad yeah. joke gets people to groan, and that's one of my favorite dad jokes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's a that is like as dad as I come because like dad's the scout leader. Right? <laughs> it works on so many levels. Right. My dad still wears shorts. Oh no. Mm. Dad shorts. Mm. No, not dad shorts. Oh my god. Mm. Oh. oh yeah, my dad uh he went out there and he showed us how to skin a caribou to make us seem like uh, you know <laughs> what a terrible impression it. I don't know where that was going, but I was along for the ride. <laughs> oh, yeah, you know, dad, dad, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your horrible my, Midwest my accent. My dad is uh, intense, you know. Uh. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody at home grown with me. Oh, yeah, yeah. no, no, <laughs> that sounds filthy. Oh, god, no, ah, damn it. Oh, fuck that home grown with me. Ginger Talk podcast. Uh, no, that's spooky Sundays are also simping Sundays. So, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, yeah, that was it. That you know, that was a. Uh... Yeah, that was a good one. That was a, that was like uh, that was prime, like dad. Yeah, dad, fucking shit. That was. <laughs> you got one. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. So something weird happened to me the other day. All right. So I was singing in the shower full. Before... And the uh, the guy cleaning my windows came by and knocked on the window, and he told me to come down. So I got dressed and went to see him. Uh, he's been good for the house for a hot minute, uh, so you know I had to go down and see him, the window cleaner. He said he loved hearing the song, and he used to work for a record label. I was so stoked when he heard, asked for some of the recordings of my stuff, but things took a turn when I showed him the songs. He just shook his head and sighed. He sounded different in the shower. Oh. He said, it a, he said it with an uncomfortable lament in his voice, which was uh, quite disconcerting. It's just the wrong genre. No drama. I was less confused. I was, I was confused. I thought, wrong genre? What the fuck genre did the window cleaner want? Uh, all I'd done was sing in the shower. So I asked him cautiously, what genre were you hoping for? He looked at me out the bathroom window and he said, with a reverberation from your shower cubicle, I was hoping it would be a soap opera. God damn it. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Uh, that was... Uh, that was... Yeah, that's, that's a very good groan joke. Uh, oh, I've got a few of them. 
Uh, and that one so, was was not short either, and that's part of what I like about it. Uh, yeah, well, actually, I, I just, like, invented the preamble for that, if you can believe Oh, it. my God. <laughs> so, there you go. Uh, another one that I really like is um, why, uh, why did the Scarecrow win the Nobel Prize? Why? Because he was outstanding in his field. God damn it. God damn it. <laughs> no, oh, shit. I'm here all night. <laughs> beep, 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 beep. Beep, beep. Don't be here all night. But, but please leave. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Google. And welcome to the stage, Carrot Top. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> Carrot Top. Uh, what's another one? What made the math book sad? What? It was all full of problems. God damn it. I just, I never have dad jokes, like, at the ready. I always, like, I'm very much like, oh, here is a dad joke that I've come up with out of nowhere. But anytime I need to like have a dad joke ready, it just, it never, I, I never have, have one. And it's the struggle. Oh, no. have, have we got any more questions? That was the one question that we had because we've already answered the one standing question for every podcast episode. Oh no. Well, I've got one here. Okay. Uh, this is from Gore-Tex Scumbag again. Again. Uh, thank, thank you for your uh, continued listening efforts. Um, yes. Gore-Tex Scumbag. Um, so <laughs> Gore-Tex Scumbag writes, um, what, uh, if you could pick one album by any artist to describe your daily life, what would it be and why? Oh, shit. Yeah, it's a pretty difficult question to answer without preparation, I must say. It is, so, but I... Thank you, Gore-Tex scumbag, you fucking asshole. Yeah, Gore-Tex scumbag. What a fucking scumbag. Living up to your fucking name there, aren't you, pal? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Um... So this can, I guess this can, this can go as deep or as uh, silly as you like. Yeah. But it's your justification that matters. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Let's see. So I've got two for very differing reasons. I've got Funhouse by Pink. 
so the the reason being so the backstory of this album it for those of you who don't know is pink wrote this album after she and her husband separated and so like so what and sober and fun house and glitter in the air and please don't leave me these are all songs off that album but there's such a range of the the so what i'm still a rock star i've got my rock moves and i don't need you to um i'm a bad influence on you to the chilling glitter in the air and there's there's sadness and hope and fun and fun in the way that it's also a reality mm-hmm. um from it and that this is one of those albums that was very influential in a certain point in my life okay and yeah so i go back and i listen to it quite a bit quite a bit and i could have gone like down the my chemical romance road for the for the other side but i cut this out but what was the other album That's that i said one. I said that there was another another one. What did I say it was? Uh, you didn't. Oh shit! I didn't, and I blanked on it. Um. Yeah, I mean that might just have to be the one because, like, I could say you know like my chem or oh I remember what the other one was. Death of a Bachelor by Panic at the Disco. Okay. Yeah. So why the the why I think is the bit of the question here. So Death of a Bachelor, if you if you listen to Brendan Urie talk about writing that album, he talks a lot about like it was the death of his bachelor life. You know, he was very serious and he stopped drinking and partying as much, you know, as crazy as he was. But he also, you know, when you listen to Don't Threaten Me with a Good Time. Yeah, like that song is very much a um, let's just get party, let's party and be stupid and and not remember the night and let's be crazy. But then when you listen to Death of a Bachelor itself, it's yeah. it's that you know, oh, you've noticed that something has changed, and all the songs on that album very much straddle that before the the change and the metamorphosis of of our singer to afterwards and we all go through those phases in life and i think that encapsulates perfectly who i was before i changed my life into mm-hmm. now yeah interesting because I think um, it's funny because that, that kind of feeds into where I think music is at, you know, culturally at the moment. Where mm-hmm. in from the six from about the sixties to the twenty tens, music was uh, popular. Music was always uh, like the most popular bands were always about the moment and how you react to the moment. Mm-hmm. And my theory is that right now, and you get this in like emo rap, even to like the extent of maybe 
like The Weeknd and artists yeah. like that. Music since then has been like predi- like looking at the hangover of the experience. Mm-hmm. Music, music now almost talks about the regret of the party all the time. Yeah. Do you know? Do you know what I mean by that? Do you? I I definitely understand that because I'm I'm a big believer in looking at the the meanings behind lyrics and what lyrics are actually about. And there was a point in time where all the way back, like people who don't know the origins of the song Jeremy by Pearl Jam, yeah, all, all the way to Foster the People with Pumped Up Kicks, like. All of these songs that really, truly, deep down have a very dark, sad meaning, but we just partied to them like it was, yeah. you know, like like the end of the world. It's like the it's like about the moment, but like we're kind of, and I don't know if this is like a reaction to things going digital in a way or the way that um, you know we look at we we don't call it media anymore, we call it content. Yep. So I think there's like a philosophical difference in how you look at like stuff that comes out and the kind of art that you need to create. Mm-hmm. And I'm not not to say that there were there wasn't um, music that dealt with that feeling because there's tons, there's millions of songs out there that deal with that kind of feeling of regret. And some of my favorite artists do that and have mm-hmm. done that in the '60s, '70s, '80s, '90s, whatever. But uh, what I'm saying is like popular music, the music at the top of the charts is doing that. Yeah. No, in a way, maybe that they didn't before. Uh, so like that, like what you what you're saying there, it kind of feel, like what happens after the the dust has settled on the good times, or the dust has settled on like a certain phase in your life. Mm-hmm. Or maybe that's just because I'm entering my thirties soon. <laughs> I, I don't know. Well, and that's the, the other thing too is, you know, the the thing I love about like Death of a Bachelor, the opening lines. Do I look lonely? Uh, let me let me get the exact lines correct. Uh, Here's what I find. Shut up, Siri. Nobody asked you. Do I look lonely? I see the shadows on my face. People have told me I don't look the same. Maybe I've lost weight. I'm playing hooky with the best of the best. Like, that entire first stanza literally is that that hangover of what Mm -hmm. music was. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you just, like, it's so strange how, like, I, I guess this comes with, like, a culture... And sorry, I didn't. I didn't really like uh, foresee this becoming so like you know analytical about the nature of media or anything. But in in like a world where we dialogue about a product is so rife, where we you know it's it's true. Like let's look at the Marvel movies. Yeah. Uh, you know, a product comes out and there's a constant dialogue between people analyzing, you know, the machinations of what can came to like make the thing and uh like the kind of inner workings of what creates media. 
that dialogue has become louder and more uh, prevalent. So I think it becomes a natural point that the art itself comes to reflect reflection itself as a result of that. Yeah. As a result of the fact that, you know, even in the fact that uh, I would say the last kind of, uh, you know, ironic that I'm saying it on such a format, but the, like the last bastion of media where it's like a grassroots thing that can grow from nothing and be completely independent of podcasts and podcasts are so, um, it, are, are mm-hmm. so popular. It's all part of the fact that now we're obsessed with dialogue and dissecting the meaning of things. And then part of that comes that we talk about the effects of things more. Yeah. So then music reflects that. Films reflect that. Not the moment, but rather the effect of the moment. Well, and being someone who absolutely loves um, loves finding the meaning in things and and looking it's for me it comes as a i know a lot of art is you know it is it is just art and you take from the meaning what you will but you know like my paintings mm-hmm. i fully believe that they are a representation of the person but my representation of the person and what someone sees sees from it is different than what I've put on the canvas. And it's the same thing with music and and writing lyrics or writing a poem. And, and there's so much interpretation to it. But then when a creator sits down and says that, you know, the creator of the piece sits down and says, no, this is what it means. Yeah. That, it, it, well, it kills it. It kills. It, it kills the sense of mystery. I think. Yeah, and there's in in certain ways. Yes, I think if there's something that's very ambiguous on purpose, leave the sense of mystery. I leave didn't it. Get that. Like, um, you're so vain. We don't know who that song is actually about. Yeah, and, and well, the brilliant point about that song is that every man thinks it's about him, right? That <laughs> is it, and maybe that's part of the point as well. And but like "Death of a Bachelor," Brendan Urie has come out and said, "No, this album is about me moving on to this next stage in mm-hmm. my life." And that old party guy that went buck wild and crazy, he's he's gone. He's dead. Yeah. And it brings, because like Death of a Bachelor, I enjoyed that song. I loved that song. Um, hey, look, mine made it. I mean, if we're talking about Panic at the Disco, like it's, hey, look, mine made it. I feel different hearing that song now than I did when it first came out. Well, you're talking to someone that hasn't listened since of Fever, You Can't Sweat Out. Oh my god. Okay. So Hail of yeah. My Made It is one of those songs that lyrically Brendan Urie did amazing. Um, it's the the chorus um, is just Hey Look My Made It. Hey Look My Made It. Everything's coming up aces. If it's a dream, don't wake me. I said Hey Look Mom, I Made It. 
but there's a, an entire stanza that is friends are happy for me or they're honeysuckle phonies. Then they celebrate my medals or they want to take my trophies. Some are loyal soldiers while the other, while these other thorns are rosy. But if you never know who you can trust, then trust me, you'll be lonely. It literally is like a love song to what it's like to being a creator at all, getting any sort of fame, getting any sort of power, any sort of influence. And for me, listening to that song a few years ago, oh, cool. You know, it's a, it's a good, you know, boppy song. But now as someone who's been streaming for a year, who has raised $14,000 for charity or been involved with it or done some of these things that I've done, it hits a totally different way. Yeah. Like, and so for me, I can sit and I can listen to that song just passively, you know? Yeah. But then when I sit and I hear it, like right before I stream, Oh, it, it, it hits (laughs) in just such a different way, which I think most media and art should do. Like the, the role of anything like artistic is, is to convey like a moment, like a feeling Mm -hmm. and convey like how you should feel about something. So like, I mean, the fact that it does that for you is that it shows its success. Yeah. So that's, you know, I I do like finding the meaning in something, but this song hits different for me than it would for you maybe, or for my roommate or, you know. Yeah. And that's the thing I love about it. Yeah. Good answer. (laughs) Good answer. What's yours Uh, now that I've ranted about mine? Uh, so I'd go for, well, maybe I've got two. Um, so the first would be, and, uh, really sorry to be super predictable. First album for me, kind of that it was, it was a big album for me when I first heard it, uh, changed my life and then went on to change my life again was Pink Floyd, Dark Side of the Moon. Big shock. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Um, so I heard it as a child when I first picked up the electric guitar and it made me evaluate how I wanted to look at the instrument and uh, which would become such a big thing in my life. Uh, I've been playing guitar now for... Ooh, shit. 17 years and that was a big thing for me like learning that but then i had a big moment again i was in a a hardcore band we were playing really simple songs very um like genre specific like trying to chase the spirit of a genre rather than trying to experiment and then one time we had a bit of an evening uh, I won't say what we did. We were like the caterpillar in uh, Alice in Wonderland. And 
blowing smoke, you know, and uh, lying on the floor looking at the ceiling. And I listened to that album again for the first time in years. And the scope of it uh, showcased that actually this is the sound of people pushing themselves to create a whole product and a message uh, and an ethos. And that spirit really resonated with me that night. And I took it into everything that I did ever since where I was like, well, if you're going to be the guy that does something, you're going to be the best at what you do. Mm. Just purely in the scope of them creating something so uh, thematically resonant, something that like the chords in the first song are echoed in the last song. It's a complete thought. And it, yeah. it, kind, of, it kind of showed me the merit of what a complete thought was. And so in my day-to-day life, since that moment, I've tried to instill that in everything that I do, that everything that I do is a complete thought and conveys like a complete message. And I do it in the way that kind of showcases the best of my abilities. Yeah. And also has uh, probably my one of my favourite lyrics of all time when they say, uh, in the song Time, they say, hanging on in quiet desperation is the English way. Yes. And, uh, you know, I didn't think much of it for like a long time, but then I realised that, that that really did mirror the culture that I grew up in. Like that one line. Seem to like just embody so much of like what my experience was of like life and so many things. That makes sense. I, as someone who wasn't exposed to a whole lot of English culture, like Pink Floyd was one of my first real kind of looks in, and it drove my ex wife crazy. Some of the grammar and phrasing of things. Yeah. Uh, you mean the correct grammar? Uh, yes. Yes. Uh it just it drove her absolutely batshit and she's like, I can't listen to the song because uh, I was like, deal with it. Deal with it, because we're listening to the song more. <laughs> uh yeah. It was a life changing moment for me. And and actually there were principles in there that I took. Just from the fact that they created a concept and and it was such a full concept and it was my first like kind of appreciation that you can create something so grand. And, you know, I've took that into, you know, even the way that I speak and the way that I interact on chat, I try and bring this kind of level of like the grandiose. Mm-hmm. And there's something about um, there's something about the way you interact in chat that I absolutely love. It because I know it's so full of your personality. Like I, I fully, I fully get it and I see it, and so I give you shit, 
because I know you at a level where I'm like, yeah, no, this yeah. is just Druid being Druid. Well, you know, uh, you know, there's a there's a strange level of like when I, I know this is like bringing commenting on a Twitch stream chat to a level that it shouldn't be, but like what, <laughs> um, it's you know, it's my it's why I'm here, it's why I'm able to speak to you now. So, fuck mm. off, detractors. Um, <laughs> when 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 like, there are times when I interact in chat where basically what I am consciously doing is I am making fun or pointing out like aspects of chatting online like uh, like I'm I'm trying to make a comment on what it is to chat online and I'm kind of making fun of it. Right. So like the niceties of hanging out on chat. Like if I don't know someone I might be like, hey, here he is bringing the fucking storm. Right. And like it's it's like it's like it's almost a caricature of like how people interact on the internet. Like I'm like I'm I'm I th- I think the reason that people think that it's funny when I talk on chat is because I'm making fun of talking on chat whilst talking on chat. Yeah. It's the meta, meta, meta of it all. Yeah, yeah. Which is why I'm able to, like, start a podcast on it because I am doing a meta commentary on it. Right. At the same time. And it's so funny because going back and listening to the first three episodes where it's me and you uh, and we're just shooting the shit. And then yeah. it's someone that you know at least well enough that we've gamed together. Yeah. And then someone whose chat you've been in just a tiny little bit, but just the way your frame of interaction and questions for them changes. Because well, you'll ask me a question that's just, you know, a friend asking a friend a question. Maybe yeah. a little bit more formal because it's a podcast. But then with Lila, you were the same way. But then when we got to Adzi and Lava, Lava was a little bit of an odd one because, you know, we were all getting schwasty. But it, the, the formality and, and your actual inquisitive questions are different than they they present different than they would in a text-based format like chat. Mm-hmm. And so that's one of the things that I truly, truly enjoy about this because so many of these guys know each other via text. They don't know each other via audio calls or video calls or anything like that. So it's definitely, I, I love that you, that you are big brain, that you can do that. And it doesn't like, none of us are just like, fuck off. <laughs> it, I mean, it really is about knowing what's appropriate for right. someone. I mean, I mean, uh, we can't we can't start slapping ourselves on the back talking about how great we are at interviewing, but uh, you know, it, 
you've you've got to know what's going to be comfortable uh in terms of like how people react to you yeah and we you know we're here to showcase them at the end of the day we're here to like bring the most out of a guest and I, like i really i hope that that's something that happens <laughs> yeah I, going, I, going forward that's going to be more of a stretch because we're going to start you know i can't be in every stream i i can't know everyone uh so the more we go on the less i'm going to know people and but i think that's what some of the beauty of this is is because you've some people my direction as podcast guests where you know who they are and i have no fucking idea yeah and I'm like, oh yeah, so I'm looking to get this person, I'm trying with this person, trying to schedule this person, and you're just like, cool, I have no idea who the hell that is. And I'm like, I know, it's fine. <laughs> like, it's just, I think that's part of the beauty of this. Is well, that, that That's what even, uh, you know, some of the guests say that some of the beauty will be that I don't know what we're talking about. Because, like, there, there's an there's an element of this culture where, you know, I'm a bit of an outsider. Um, in that, the, there are elements of the culture that, that, to be honest, like I, I don't engage with. I don't. I'm not that familiar with, but I'm interested in knowing what the perspective behind what creators do is. And mm-hmm. um, like, uh, I'm interested in the process and and why people are doing things yeah it it's the getting to know someone you never would have known or met or experienced and the the thing with an audio podcast like this is it's just it's it's slightly intimate in a way that just watching someone on stream or watching a YouTube video or, you know, a five minute interview on a TV station. Like it's, it's different to sit down and actually have a conversation with someone. There's, there's no, um, in this format, there's no distraction from who you are. Mm -hmm. There's no game. There's nothing but yourself, but like, you know, stream, like streaming is so much of giving yourself, but this is like the next level up from that in a, in a way, because it's like, you can't turn your head away and go like, look at the, look at the man with the sword. Right. (laughs) Look, hey, look at the little fairy guy with the sword. (laughs) (laughs) There's none of that. Uh, It's, it's all, you've got to, you know, this is why, you know, in this episode now, we talked about some heavy concepts. We talked about some big things, big ideas. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, you know, it forces you to consider what you think about things rather than just like almost reacting to something happening at the, at the time. Mm-hmm. It's, it's as someone who streams and is now doing this, it's, it's a different beast. It's a different ball game. And, mm-hmm. You know, I'm sure you performing music to to doing this. It's it's different for you too, I'm sure. Uh yeah, yeah, because well 
let let me just say as well, like uh, you know, to anyone listening at home, this is completely unplanned. Oh, always. <laughs> you know, even in streaming, there's a you know, there's a level of planning taking place. Yeah. And I'm I'm quite glad that this is unplanned because it's just reeling off and 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 kind of getting to know us and getting to know the guests in maybe like a deeper way. Mm-hmm. And promote like what is essentially like good personalities, good people, and yeah. show them what they are. That's that's exactly it. That's what the the whole purpose of this podcast is it just for Druid and I to sit here and jerk each other off. It's to highlight other content creators and folks in the communities and and just share some some love and you yeah, know and in recent days there's so much more love to share yeah i mean people are just like coming in and we're you know whenever you guys come in like pe- new people come in we're me and ginger are just going behind the scenes we're going this person's got to be a guest yep that i have person's a guest, that person's a guest that person's a guest yep and it's so if you've come around and we you've you've done something that we really um we really dig or you've been a great uh supporter or you've just hung around and had some fun with us it does not go unnoticed and we we will be contacting you to talk yeah. to you about things. And can I just say, you don't necessarily have to be a streamer. No. Because I'm not a streamer, and I'm the host of the stream podcast, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so you don't have to be a streamer. You know, it's yeah. just that, you know, so many people uh, exhibiting so much that uh, we're... we love you so much, we want a piece of you. Yeah, <laughs> we want a piece of you, and we want to uh, uh, celebrate what makes you you. That's what this uh-huh. is all about. And we want to really just kind of showcase those those amazing folks, whether they're a supporter, whether they are a a person who. Um, a person who just chills and vibes with us, or if there's someone who does a lot behind the scenes or has done something amazingly stupid like Ronnie or, you know, just whatever it ends up being, whatever it is, I want to showcase basically my friends. Mm, Yeah. Because that's, you know, that's what we all are friends at this point yeah uh despite the fact that you know we we come from all corners of the globe me and ginger me and ginger are a testament to that yeah i mean i didn't raid ginger i didn't um i i'd have no stream this is just like you know it's interaction it's showing you personality it's showing who you are Mm -hmm. and 
we met in a text-based chat. Uh, you know, we or we were we were in a chat, and shit happened. Like it, I'm, I'm here for it. Like, <laughs> what a strange world will where this can be the outcome of the text-based chat. Yeah, where now uh, you know, uh, I don't know how many hours we are into recording. We're about two, what? probably. We're almost we're two hours forty, more like. Oh God! Really? Yeah. Um, where someone you've met on a text-based chat, then all of a sudden, within a month, uh, you've of uh, like collaborating. All of a sudden, we've created something like uh, twenty hours of content, almost. Oh, for sure. <laughs> What the fuck? Just wild, man. But I wouldn't have anybody else on my side hanging out with me for this. Well, thank you. Uh, well, I ne- well, neither would I. <laughs> Hell yeah. Neither would I. You heard it, guys. He he said he wouldn't rather do this with anybody else. If he does it, does do this with anybody else. Go support him and love him. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Like, you wouldn't be jealous. I mean, I'm always uh, jealous. I mean, you know, if you try and start a podcast with me, look, I've already got a podcast. Okay? <laughs> I'm not, I'm not Druid Rogan, okay? <laughs> Fuck. Forget about it. All right? Forget about it. I'll fucking ice you, you asshole. You even come to me and ask me. <laughs> I dream it. I, I, I do a Twitch stream as well. Can you start a podcast with me? No. Fucking Fuck die. <laughs> fucking die, you moron. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess... We've we've hit the point where uh, I guess it's about time we wrap it up because uh, we've been recording for way longer than I thought. We we've hit the point where uh, I'm gonna have to he- like heavily edit the podcast. Yup. Yeah. 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 Uh. So I guess we don't have a guest to really plug anything. Um. I'll 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 plug. Um... Just the, it, it, well, do you know what? I've sp- I've spoken about music so much. I'm going to plug the EP. Do it. Uh, I recorded some music a little while ago, and I've put it out uh, for release for the first time. It took a, um, it took a little while for me to like feel courageous enough to do that. Uh, all money uh, went to suicide prevention upon release and has continued to go to suicide prevention as such all money from the release for the next month will go to gingers to write love on uh, her arms uh, and the link is spectral death 666.bandcamp.com that's spectral death 666.bandcamp.com all proceeds to 
uh, Ginger's charity stream. I that's big, big preach on that. Um, if you're uh, looking for some good tunes, check it out. Um, and if you're looking for a way to support, um, first of all, go, go, uh, go get the music. But um, if you go into Tiltify and you search for Always Keep Fighting, you'll find my campaign in the link. Sorry, go ahead. If you don't start your stream with it this evening, I'm going to be really disappointed. Uh, well, uh, uh, oh God, oh God. As, as in, as, as, it's got to be your intro music. It, you know, you've got to be a wrestler coming out of the gates with that fucking EP. Now. <laughs> I uh, I have it on my computer because I know I gave you money for it. Oh, yeah, you did. Thank you. Um, but it's um. Oh, you don't. <laughs> I was joking. <laughs> it's it's one of those things where. No, no, I was joking. Big, <laughs> big preach, okay? Big preach. <laughs> no, I was joking. I got friends who support. I don't give a fuck. I, big preach. I, I, I was, I was putting you on. I was putting you on the spot. You were. Yeah. Um. But no, I, I do have big appreciation for you and all of my friends who. Supported consistently, and um, I thank you all who sit and listen to us, all 100 plus of you at this point. Um, thank you. Your support means the absolute world. Um, so it really does. Check out Druid's music. Don't come ha- hang out stream. Um, and and you know, do what you uh, do what you do and I will uh, we'll be we'll be catching you around. We'll have a guest next time. So it'll be more garden variety chaos. Um, <laughs> but until then, thank you so much, Druid, as always. And thank you. thank you listeners. Take it easy and we will see you next week. Uh, bye-bye. Sorry, I got real goofy there at the end because... Uh...